time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 106, Stoke the Fire of the Body for Optimal Vitality. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss the Ayurvedic concept of fire, the cause of diminished vitality as it relates to this fire, and the path to restore your inner fire. So let's get started. Ask yourself, did you ever find your level of vitality, which I mean by saying vitality, you're feeling vibrant, energetic, and enthusiastic, But it's really going south when you're really intending to be going north. Or did you ever find yourself with that bout of distraction that leads you to your energy astray? Your energy just gets totally depleted because you got distracted. You know, getting off the course because of our mind's distractions and lifestyle habits causes a considerable disruption in our inner fire. And what happens is we have a decline in our health and longevity. Disease, the word disease means dis-ease, when we've fallen out of ease in relation to ourselves and our environment. And our human organism works moment to moment, continually adjusting its energy flow to bring us back into that state of balance, which we call homeostasis. So I'd like to introduce the Ayurveda concept of fire, or Agni, and it's critically important to our overall health. Agni is the force of intelligence within each cell, each tissue, and every system within the body. Ultimately, it's the discernment of Agni that determines which substances enter into our cells and tissues and which substances could be removed as waste. In this way, Agni, or what we call the fire, is actually the gatekeeper of life. And in fact, according to Ayurveda, when Agni is extinguished, death soon follows. You know, Ayurveda identifies a vast range of functions for which this Agni or inner fire is directly responsible. And it also teaches us that when Agni is not running fully with full vital force, so in other words, when it becomes impaired, it's at the base or the root of all our imbalances and diseases. So just think again, impaired Agni, that means that fire, that inner fire that's responsible for all the functionings in our body and mind is at the root of our imbalances and diseases when it's not operating healthy, in a healthy state. So why is Agni so important? We know that it runs all the systems in the body. So it's really important to learn and recognize the signs and symptoms of both healthy and impaired Agni, as well as direct you to some practical tools for tending to that in and of itself. And I'm going to work with an exercise at the end that we could start bringing back that vitality. Ayurveda has identified 13 major types of bodily fire, and I'm using bodily here, which govern the transformation of matter into energy. And each is defined by its specific physiological function, as well as where it's located in the body. 
and the mother of all of them is Jataragni, the central digestive fire that governs the digestion and assimilation of food. But there are many other fire components in the body, cells and tissues and organs for that matter, that govern things like our sensory perception and our nutrition for specific tissues. So when we have localized manifestations of this Agni, what happens is where it is in the cell, it determines actually what substances can even cross cell membranes and maintain our cellular memory in our DNA. So it's, it's quite potent. So as I mentioned earlier, the central fire called Jata Agni governs the digestion and assimilation of food. The other Agnis, the fire component in the cells, tissues, and organs perform the local processes of digestion and nutrition. Now, we're talking here digestion and nutrition on all levels, on the physical level as well as the most subtle level. So when our Agni or our fire is strong and vital, whatever person eats, the system digests, assimilates, absorbs, and utilizes, and then eliminates what it can't use, for example, the impurities. And again, as I said, this works on the level of the body and the mind as well. For those of you that took my resilience training, I talk about the digestive function of the mind as well. So you're familiar with that, how the mind has the same type of digestive function as the body. When our balance is off, you know, because of poor diet or an unhealthy lifestyle or a lifestyle not conducive to our biochemistry, negative emotions, our fire, our agni gets affected and it becomes imbalanced. And when it becomes weakened and disturbed, our food, thoughts, and experience are not properly digested. We begin to lose our vitality. So the result of this undigested, unabsorbed food particles, whether they're food, you know, emotions, everything accumulates in the GI tract and other subtle sites in the body. And they turn into toxic substances called, you've heard me say before, AMA. And, you know, AMA is that undigested, uh, you know, toxic substance that's created. And it's just a word that's used for that. And so over time, this continues and continues, our undigested material becomes so built up that this ama overflows from the site of where it is originally in the body channels, and it moves out into the body itself, the blood vessels, the capillaries, lymphatics, and clogs the channels and cell membranes. And what happens is disease occurs, a real imbalance occurs, and it manifests on the physical level. So it starts more in the subtle and then goes into the physical, but also the physical apparatus of how we do our things also then affects on the subtle. So as I mentioned in the beginning, when I started this episode, what are the signs of imbalance? Well, you know, you wake up one day and you realize you don't feel well. Perhaps you find yourself feeling uncomfortably nauseous with somewhat of a stomach discomfort. You may think, you know, oh, it was last night I ate a late dinner, or maybe it's a bug going around the office or something maybe the kids brought home from school, whatever. You know, you just let it go and you tell yourself, well, even though I feel this way, I better have a bite to eat, you know, and then I have to run off to work anyway today. You know, things, you know, don't progress, but you're a bit cautious at lunch. And then by the end of the day, you seem okay. And you decide to go out with some friends for a late dinner. Now you notice I'm not saying a regular dinner. You know, you have to go out because they're work friends and they're always good fun. And you just say, you know what, I deserve, this is a word people use to justify a lot. I deserve to do these things. 
and the next morning comes around again and you have a repeat of that same scenario the nausea gee you know I'll have that bite to eat and anyway it happens and we get that little bit it's sometimes it's so subtle and if the overriding questions like you're hearing yourself say wow that sounds familiar then you might want to continue listening to this episode you know, in all situations relating to disease states, a warning is always sent, as I said, and it's usually, it's like discomfort. Our ability and willingness to pay attention to this is really the key. You know, just a note, some are trying to have machines do the warning signs these days. You know, many of you have told me who are out in the audience and we've chatted before, well, none of the tests came back. They all came back negative. It didn't show up because these tests are not going to have the same accuracy as your own awareness. And that's why I really spend time training people in meditation, I call it, but it's training your awareness to become even more sensitive because your own awareness, your own innate intelligence is more accurate when it's trained and it's clean and refined and pure than any machine will ever have for accuracy. Because machines know nothing about the healing force. So when you get the warning, the question is, do you ignore it or do you address it? You know, your body and mind show symptoms when our vital force, you know, we're talking about vitality here, which is the inner breath of our life. In this case, we're talking though about the fire, you know, that fire, the breath of fire. So it's all the same because I'm going to give you an exercise at the end with breath because it's all related. So they show the symptoms when our vital force or, you know, our fire is out of balance. And the signals that we get tell us something's falling out of our comfort zone. We've fallen out, but it hasn't really happened yet. The actual crash hasn't happened because it happens over a period of time, creating the word crisis. And, you know, crisis, a woman named Romy, uh, Rosemary Racciopi, a great uh, healer as well as a person in education, actually said something to me once crisis is to look at if you look at the word it's to look at what is twice c-r-i-s-i-s and isn't that true when we get into the crisis we sit back and then we look some people don't even look at that point they just go along and they don't really do any reflection on what's gone on but before a crash there are signals that you don't know how to interpret or simply ignore that does happen but you can get help from that too. So from a vitality standpoint, identifying and acting on those signals is the crucial step to remaining well. You know, it's known that most health issues begin at the level of energy, and you've heard me say this before. Most people don't realize that these health issues begin at the level of their ki, chi, pran, whatever you wanna call it, it's the subtle energy that really occurs that creates our physical manifestation. Remember, I always say nothing happens in the mind uh, that doesn't leave an imprint on the body. And that's what that means, that, that subtle energy, that subtleness of what takes place. Because before an issue reaches the physical body with visible symptoms like indigestion or lower back pain, there has to be a disturbance or imbalance somewhere in that person's energy body. The fire is either diminishing or beginning to blaze, right? Blaze would be inflammation that people experience. Western medicine now states, for example, that breast cancer, for example, is present in the body for some eight years before it's physically detectable. Breast cancer cells start spreading to other parts of the body long before a tumor is even detected in many cases. 
And that's, you know, research does suggest that. I didn't make that up. The finding radically alters the view that cancer cells spread only at late stages of cancer. And that doesn't, I'm not saying that to put fear in your minds. I'm just saying that subtle energy picks these things up way before. Researchers found that even before cancer's diagnosed, breakaway cells head off to infiltrate other body organs, leading one to inquire, why can't it be detected? As I mentioned, our current medical technology is not quite sophisticated enough to detect changes in the flow of subtle energy channels. In other words, when our pathway gets detoured from our energy blockage, you know, from an energy blockage, in many cases, it takes time for the cellular deformity to occur. I told some of you that I had gone to someone who was truly uh, a person who had the capacity to see energy bodies and create healing. And when I talked to him, I had had difficulty with my left side of my arm. And what's so interesting about all of that is my mother had passed eight, five years ago, actually just around this time of triple negative breast cancer. And I was always aware of that left side. And it's, I knew when the energy started to change. And it's so interesting. He picked it up because I went for that, by the way. I was aware of it. I got the early warning signs of where it was happening. My hand, you know, first I thought it was a sprain in my arm or who knows. I lift weights or I was out running or whatever. But I said, no, no, the energy is not flowing clearly as what it needs. And, you know, with a few needles and a few other things. Uh, we got that channel opened and I got to experience what the normal channel would feel like. And then through my meditation now and my practices that I do with pranayama and, and yoga or asana, I'm able to keep that channel open the best way I can. But I'll always go for help when I need, because these are patterns that are very deeply rooted, whether it's from our genetic predisposition to our mental uh, predisposition, which is usually related to the genetic predisposition because we carry on our parents' traits. So what do we learn the first seven years in our life? So our cells take on those habit patterns. So here I'm talking about something very profound because it's your subtle energy and yet it's not so profound. And when we work with ourselves and our awareness and why I'm really coming out and pushing this very hard because we are in a time now in our, our evolution or de-evolution of really we must be in charge of our own energy body and our own awareness of what's happening. We can't rely on medicine to detect and tell us really what's going wrong unless it's at a really gross stage of development. And we can't blame medicine for that. That's medicine. Our Western program is fantastic for any kind of emergency situation. It, it's unsurpassable. It can really help. It restores function and it can really work at that level of the chronic moving us out of that. But it's not really focused on healing and moving things through and unblocking the root cause of what's causing the problem. So that's where we take in the Eastern paradigm of the Eastern wisdom. And that's what I teach, right? So uh, I, I provide both because both have their genius. Both have, both are wonderful. They both have their genius in what that they could provide. So utilize both of them, integrate them together, and then you get a five-star program. And that's the whole idea. Because 
when the therapies that I'm talking about, they work on those subtle energy fields, which constitute the vital or the healing force. And as I said, the good news is you can train your awareness to detect your own subtle changes that occur. So when we root up the cause, we allow things to happen. I always say that because every health issue has a root cause and that root cause needs to be identified and rooted up. And, you know, if you ever were working in the garden, you've also heard me say this, you want to get rid of a weed in the garden. You don't use poison, please don't do that. That's not good for the whole microbiome and the planet and the plant kingdom. But you take the entire root and replenish the soil. Otherwise, the same weed will reappear within days or weeks after it's removed. And it's the same that holds true for treating a disease process or an irregularity, the underlying cause of the subtle energy. So the strength of our Agni or fire is inevitably affected, affected when its qualities are muted. And again, poor diet, improper food combinations, unsupportive lifestyle, emotional disturbance, or even damp rainy weather can affect it if you're not, if your constitution doesn't like damp rainy weather. And we can learn to address and recognize these imbalances in our fire and how our energy, when just even watching our energy levels change. Like for example, if you eat a meal and you get really tired after it, it says that your Agni is not strong enough or you ate, it's not strong enough. And if you ate really bad food, it's not strong enough to overcome the bad food. So some of the warning signs, I'll repeat again, any kind of emotional disturbances, you know, with an increased tendency towards fear, anxiety, anger, lethargy, depression, confusion, irritation, uh, jealousy, any of those, all of that leads to diminished Agni, low energy, weakness or fatigue, suppressed or overactive appetite. These are all signs, uh, indigestion, gas, bloating, constipation, because even what I said in the beginning, if you're more fearful, confused, depressed, you want to gossip. Usually when you get into those emotional disturbances, that's a sign. That's my point. And then we have indigestion. You have gas, bloating, constipation, uh, heaviness, feeling tired. Again, mental fogginess after meals, tendency towards congestion in the sinuses, the lymphatics, or even in the mind itself. So all of these very general and they're all signs that our Agni, our Agni is very diminished or it's, it's getting a little bit out of balance. There is a path, what I call an energy timeline. That's, you know, that an issue follows before it becomes visible and impossible to ignore. And it moves something like this. Let me just give you an idea what I'm talking about. So in case I was not clear with this subtle change that happens. So your vital force is in balance and harmony. You feel well, which is, you know, you're not aware of any discomfort. We all want to be there. But then your vital force or that, you know, fire gets a little disrupted due to a habit or a genetic habit, okay, that doesn't support your health. You might start feeling a little vague discomfort and intermittent symptoms. For me, it was a little bit of my shoulder, which I had an injury because I fell off a mountain bike at one time and I did jam the shoulder. So it could have been a physical injury, right? It didn't have to be something that's, you know, a cancer cell spreading or anything like that, but there was a change that happened. And you might experience, uh, or maybe a change, you have a digestive change, which is even easier to see, or you may have a metallic taste in your mouth or nausea. This is 
a little bit of a digestive problem starting and it can't be ignored. So you just, if it's not going away within a day to two days, then you have to start really working with diet. The third step would be your internal organs start to show signs of energetic dysfunction and problems communicating with other organ in, organs. And so at this point, a standard Western tests, they won't be able to detect anything because it's the, still the subtle energy because it's happening at an energetic level. And for example, many times people have anxiety, but their liver, what I call their liver chi, is a little bit stagnant. It needs to be moved. When it becomes stagnant, we get anxiety. And when we move it, even with using an herb or acupuncture, when we move that liver, that liver chi, the anxiety goes away. So many people are dealing with anxiety from the top down, or I should say from the bottom up from an emotional problem rather than, look, let's just work with it and see what's happening with the organ systems. And then once that is, it could usually clear. So step three is the internal organs are starting to get a little sluggish. And step four, the issue has become a real physical problem. And if you're a person, let's say digestive is the easiest to talk about, you finally call the practitioner and he or she sends you for tests. And then they determine you do have an issue and you have a physical health issue. I go over that in more detail in the book, Feeling Good Matters, The Yoga of Mind, Medicine and Healing, for those that want to read more on that. So there are four steps. So when we find ourselves in the midst of a crisis, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, we can actually look at the issue twice. As I said, we have to look at it twice, and then we could find a path towards our own healing to remove the obstacles that get in our way and to really work and tune into our body, mind, and spirit's wisdom. And we really want to be able to do that. It's an amazing benefit to have that full understanding and learn to master this vital force that's within us because then you feel empowered. You become the architect of your own life. And I've heard that said by my master early on. And, you know, you're the architect. You get to determine how things go. That doesn't mean things aren't going to happen, but you determine how you want to respond rather than react. You don't need someone outside of yourself to activate your life or your fire. For that matter, I should say activate your fire, your vital force, and your life. No magician is needed. Just a simple daily practice to restore the flow of your pathways comes from something that requires commitment, or I should say intention, commitment, and practice for several minutes a day. Keep in mind that if you practice, you want to feel better balance and overall well-being. And if you don't, then it's not appropriate for you. You have to follow your intuition. Remember, you need intention, commitment, and practice. So, so intention, commitment, and practice. Keep that in mind. So the exercise I wanted to give you, many of you have heard it before. It's not a simple exercise and you keep doing it. It requires knowledge of diaphragmatic breathing. And once you have established diaphragmatic breathing, you can do what I call a two to one breath. That means you exhale twice as long as you inhale. For example, you'd exhale for a count of six and inhale for a count of three. And if you do this for five to 10 minutes twice a day, you can actually ignite your vital force and really tune in to your subtle energy field. You will have access to this and start working with it. You know, 
breathing goes uh, breathing goes on whether we think about it or not but if we really make it our practice and two to one is the nice one because i say nice one because it really allows us to exhale more than we inhale and we get rid of all the toxins that are in our body so we really do purify ourselves and that's why we do one of the reasons why we do a two to one breath so keep that in mind uh, two to one breathing if you need help with that we have those uh, teaching tools in our st online store at drsusantaylor.com and you can just do that if you need it and as always I say do your research the research your inner research is the key remember part of yoga science is to do your inner research you are your own laboratory you are the researcher and your body is the laboratory for you to carry on your research take notes that's the gift of having a body or one of the gifts and that brings us to the end of this episode and if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts please subscribe and again contact us at susantaylor.org if you have any questions comments or feedback and again thanks for listening and until next time remain calm consciously aware living in the moment